Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillah. Vessalatu vesselamu ala Resulillah ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve men vela. Allahümme salli ve sellim ala seyyidina Muhammedin. Tıbbil kulubi ve devaiha ve afiyetil abdani ve şifaiha ve nuril abısari ve ziyaiha ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve sellim. Allahümme inna nes'aluka bi enne lekel hamd. La ilahe illa ente. Ya hannan, ya mannan. يا بديع السماوات والأرض يا ذا الجلال والإكرام أن تلهمنا رشدنا وأن تلهمنا دعاءنا وأن تغفر لنا ذنوبنا وأن ترحم والدينا وأن تدخلهم الجنة بغير حساب نسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى نسألك أن تجيب دعواتنا اللهم ألهمنا الدعاء الذي تريده لنا وترضاه لنا يا مجيب يا مجيب يا مجيب وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم as a reminder to everybody about the sacred time of Wednesday and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that as we sit in this gathering of um, virtual majlis here that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer our da'wat and inspire us with the du'a that he wills for us inspire us to utter the dua and to desire the thing that he wills for us so that we may be mujab at dawah that our answer our dua may be answered and when our dua is answered we become more full of gratitude and shukr and iman today is wednesday and as you know that wednesday we talk about the affairs of the ummah okay the affairs of the ummah today are we have a local uh, uh issue not even an issue but it's news it's worthy news Okay, and that news is that Marvel Comics has a first Muslim superhero. Okay, I guess uh, we're supposed to be really happy that Marvel is giving us a superhero. Uh, but there's stuff to discuss about this, right? In the sense that um, I am always suspicious about where my attention and energy and emotions are detect- directed. I'm not just going to be happy for no reason, right? And I'm not going to be upset for no reason. I'm not just going to. I'm very suspicious. In one hand, I'm, uh, I'm, I won't say I'm happy, but in one hand, I'm sort of. Um, it's nice that Muslims have some negative media has come off of Muslims a little bit from the left wing and the mainstream media. But I'm a little bit suspicious why you guys are so friendly to us, right? <laughs> Okay. It's like we went from 9-11, everything is bad. Everyone, mainstream media, everyone was talking this nonsense about Muslims and everything. Which, by the way, some of it was true, right? Some of it was true. Like there are real human beings in ISIS or in whatever organizations. And then it's swinging back. Now everyone wants to, to you know, to be involved as being friendly to Muslims. Like Muslim representation will make Muslims safe yeah, exactly. spaces. For exactly. So I'm sort of suspicious about Tekiraz. Who's doing this and why? There has to be a motive, right? Now, on one hand, I don't want to be Mr. Negative either. Sometimes people just have genuinely good, uh, you know, attitudes. Yeah. I'm sure that there are some people. The liberal to me is a nice guy. His only problem, he thinks he knows better than God. That's a summary of what a liberal is. Oh, he thinks he's better than everyone. Huh? He thinks he's better than everyone. Yeah, he does believe he, yeah. he does believe that his uh his belief in everything about him is superior to everyone. You can lift that up and then lift it up and, and tighten it from the top. So he just thinks that he knows you know better than everyone else. Hey, take a seat, my man. 
Father, are you joining us today? Uh, Join us. Show everyone that uh, that neat haircut that you got. <laughs> Take a seat. So I do get suspicious about this stuff. Have you watched the trailer, Dr. Shady? Uh, I did watch the trailer because uh, Soheb uh, sent it to me. Okay. And and he noted, he said, I just want you to watch when they say, I think she says something like, you've been wasting your time, spending too much time. And then they show Salah. They show Muslims praying. Right? As if like that's the waste of time. So if someone is really being really nice to you all of a sudden, and it's like only 10 years ago, you were smashing us and we were your, and you were getting your notifications from the uh, State Department, right? Because there was a lot of money to be made in the war on terror. So there was a trickle down, I'm sure, from the editors to the editors of this thing to uh, uh, of the mainstream media to make sure certain news stories hit regularly to justify these wars, right? So some people may be too young for the early 2000s, but that's what was going on. So 9-11 hit, then it was the Afghan war uh, in, I think, October of the next year. So it took them 11 months, I think, or something like that, or more than that, actually. It took like 13 months for the Afghan war to start, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, because it happened in September. Or wait a second. No, no, no. Sorry. One, one month. One month. He went right away. Right? Right. You want to look that up first? Yeah. The, the Afghan war started right, one month later. Yeah. It was pretty immediate. One, one month. What am I saying? 11 months. One month. Right? So they solved that. They solved that crime so quickly, even though all the evidence was incinerated. <laughs> right? But they solved that crime real quickly. They figured out it was Bin Laden. Uh, plenty of other little crimes. We have no clue what, who did them. But this one we know. They, they go to Iraq. Uh, uh, two years after, two or three years after that, right? And so we have all these wars. It's got to be in the conscience of the uh, electorate, of the taxpayers, and of the parents of these soldiers that there's a reason for this war. So that's how these the, the media happens. However, the editor, uh, they choose people who truly believe in these things. That's what I believe. Like the editor may be being told, right, you need, this is, we need to push this out. And they're not told like directly, you need to do this, but there are meetings. I'm sure there are meetings, right? Where they get the idea that this is what we need to push out. It could be the opposite too. It's like an idea comes up. It's like, yeah, we can't talk about this. Yeah. That's, that's the other. Shut down certain things. Oh, certain things have to. We're not going to fund this project anymore. Exactly. It's very straightforward. You're not going to give you money to pursue this idea. Yeah, exactly. Certain things get shut down. Certain taps get open. Certain taps get closed. Uh, So then, but the editor then will probably then go look for someone who genuinely believes in this. So I don't believe that the journalists and the reporters are people who are just told you have to report this, you have to do that. They probably genuinely be, but the editor will choose the one who genuinely believes in this. So there are people out there, I'm sure, who genuinely believe that everyone should get a fair shake. And I don't like the way these Muslims are being treated, right? I believe that. There are probably people who are very genuine. It sort of comes out sometimes. But as a whole of mainstream media, and including Hollywood even, you sort of just wonder... Okay, what all of you now have the same opinion? Where all of you had the opposite opinion 10 years ago, and now everyone is sort of bending over backwards to give Muslims representation. All right, there's some nice things to it, but I'm sort of suspicious because the way that they're looking at Islam, we have to keep in mind, is merely as an identity. No different than they would look at like an Italian or or someone Asian or someone from the subcontinent, okay? Whereas that's actually not what we believe about it. 
Like we believe that it's it's a thing, it's a faith, it's an action. So what, what is an identity? Let's, let's maybe we should start. Okay, good. So an identity to me, uh, the way I look at it is there is two types. Okay, there's one that is superior than the other. The one that's superior is the one that you choose. The one that's inferior is the one that you're born with. You're born to this tribe, to this culture, to this ethnicity, to this time period even, to this continent. We call those, um, they're, they're um, no, I always forget this word. It's Essentially, it's things that you don't choose. Yeah. I don't know what you're referring right? to. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's, a, it's things that you, you, have, you have no choice over. That identity is an inferior identity. It's just, it's just something that you should be grateful for. Alhamdulillah, Allah chose for me to be this, right? I'll make the best of it. You don't even have to like it, right? It's not your choice. But Allah chose it for me, alhamdulillah. And Allah says, yeah, I may choose a thing for you and it's bad. Uh, uh, you don't like it, but it's good for you. And I may choose something for you. There may be something that you like, but it's bad for you, right? So we accept that. The identity that's more valuable is the identity that is... The identity that's more valuable is identity that's your choice. Um, that's what's important. On this, uh, I think it was Chef Noor or one of the, or someone who knows, understands English really well. Yeah. You know, people nowadays that are, there's a big push of saying, say that you're a Muslim American, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. You, you, you remember this? It's like, say that you're a Muslim. And then one of the, I believe it was Chef Noor that came and said, like, this is stupid. If you're saying this, you don't understand English. Yeah, English your grammar's off. Your grammar's <laughs> off. Just because a word comes first, <laughs> Mr. Five-year-old, does not mean it's better. Because or then, not better, but it's the it, that's the adjective. It's the adjective the versus the noun, right? Yeah. So what is the main what is the, the object, noun. and then what is the descriptor of the object? Right? Exactly. Yeah. So the object is that you are you would say American Muslim. Yes. Because yeah. I am a Muslim, and then the descriptor of that. Exactly. So just because the word comes first does not make it the primary. <laughs> the primary in the English language is the second word, right? The red car. The attribute comes before the noun. In Arabic, it's the opposite. Right, we put the noun first, sayyaratun hamra. We put the noun first, and then all the descriptors come after. Right, in English, the descriptor comes first, and the noun comes second. So, so when Islam is treated, when when the Muslim identity is treated with a lot of it's 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 given priority. So Marvel is making a show on it. Right? It doesn't happen from from nothing. Right, there's a lot of thought that went into this. A lot of market research that went into this. But is the doctrine of Islam being respected? Are the beliefs of and the practice of Islam being respected? This is like I think that's I, I'm question. not sure if, if we should watch the full trailer or not. But like it's one of those things. If you watch it, you'll understand. Like Subhanallah, this is like such jahiliya. Yeah. Because essentially the premise is this girl wants to get superpowers so she can become popular and like the attractive yeah, guys in the school yeah. will then like start to appreciate her. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's not even like even her intention from a purely superhero perspective. Right? It's, a, it's a lowly that, intention. It's a lowly intention, right? It's an insult. Right? <laughs> it's such an insult. Compared to yeah. like Batman, right? Batman is like fighting the inner demons that he had and watching his parents get shot like right in front of him. Yeah. And then it's just his trauma and overcoming his trauma and his, his lack of ability to control certain things, right? Yeah. And then he imposes limits on himself so that he doesn't go out of control just like the, the criminals do, right? Yeah. He tries to make a delineation. There's so much nuance and complexity in his character. He, he actually wants to save the city. He wants to save no. uh, Gotham City. Right, it's selfless. It's yeah. beyond him. You know? yeah. And this is like some loser. No offense, but that's what it came off of. And they keep putting her like, and it's not like some innocent kid, like Spider Man, like an innocent kid, and bump, you know, bumps into some superpower by accident. Mm -hmm. But when I looked at the trailer, it's like 
she's sort of like a, a, a goofy, but she's not someone who is uh, thinking of anything beyond herself, as it, at least what the trailer shows. I don't even see the movie, but to get to just to be fair to it, but that's what it shows. And that what she's actually going to end up doing or part of things end up doing has absolutely nothing to do with the goal of, of a Muslim. So that's the problem with Islam as an identity. It just doesn't work. Islam is an action, right? It's an act. It's something that you do. You could have made a, 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 a Marvel comedy that just happened to be a Muslim, right? But this seems to be that they're really putting that as the main thing. Muslim superhero. Okay, so she, like, doing, practicing Islam better than everyone else? That's what a Muslim <laughs> superhero would be, right? So superhero to whom? Yeah. To whom? So you want to... She uses a thought to defeat her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if you want to be diverse and inclusive to the Muslim, why don't you respect the Muslim worldview? No. Right? Why is our so you're you're respected a Muslim, but not in the way that a Muslim wants to be respected, right? Or believes is respectable. You're still catering to the the the, the monoculture, which is what whatever you said, chasing boys, chasing girls, uh, whatever it is, getting popular, getting popular. So, of course, because that's who their viewers are, right? That's what the ticket. Is. That's who's paying the ticket. Do even people go to the cinema anymore? They do right. actually. Yeah, no, it's getting popular. It's, got, it's, it's getting back into it. Yeah, I think people are getting back into it. Okay, so Iman Vellani stars as teenager Kamala Khan, a young girl with a big imagination who loves gaming and writing fan fiction about her super idols. But she feels weird. Okay. And she'll do she develops superpowers just like the heroes that she idolizes. Okay. Um Stars include Mark Ruffalo and Brie Larson. Why does nobody like Brie Larson? Like in the Hollywood scene, I've always heard that. Like There's she's a, annoying to them or something. I don't know what. They always said about her that she's like she's an it, annoying yeah. type of person. Like I don't know what. But she became like super feminist at some point. Yeah. Uh, Isn't that everyone though? <laughs> she wasn't like like that before though, and and then she's just like out of nowhere. Is... Okay. But even like her vibes with her co co stars, they said co stars said that they, 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 don't, they don't like, like working. To work. Okay, uh, it's a brown girl from Jersey City that saves the world, she says. Okay, but after developing her powers, she sa says later in the chair, I always thought I wanted this kind of life, but I never imagined any of this, blah, blah, blah. Who is her enemy? Every superhero villain has to have an enemy, right? This is Who's her enemy? That's how we're going to size up uh, just from a um, you know, story perspective. So Rafalo, he is actually the Hulk. He welcomes. You know, I don't know about Marvel. Do, is this is Marvel where the ones where all the superheroes come together in the movie? Yeah. Or is every movie by Marvel itself like DC Comics? DC Comics doesn't mingle their superheroes usually, right? It's like Batman is just Batman, Superman is just Superman, right? Anyway, no, this is all dope. no. I think they had a movie where the Batman and Superman. Did. Yeah, they had that one. Yeah, they had that one. Okay, so so Rafalo, he's the Hulk, and he welcomes in Larson. She's Captain Marvel, okay, and she says, "You are a superhero, come on." Okay, so who's confirming you? The Eternals star uh, Nanini also shared the clip, saying it made me feel very positive. Blah blah blah. Okay, so just the point is, um, oh. Okay, let's read. This is part of the story. Marvel, at the same time, around the same time they released this, they also released uh, a, a statement 
on the don't say gay bill. I didn't read about this. Uh, it says strongly denounces any legislation affecting the rights of the LGBTQ community following the passing of a controversial bill by U.S. politicians in Florida. Uh, they call it the Don't Say Gay Bill by critics, limits teaching about sexual orientation and gender identity to young children in the state, which I think that the state has no business teaching about sex to kids. What is? Why don't you just teach them math and science and English? Why do you need to take to them what to do with their private parts. Can you just leave that to us as the parents? So uh, that's Ajib, uh, uh, that they want to extend that to to everybody. Uh, and they're little kids who don't even know, you know what these body parts are for yet. It's crazy because like somebody would hear what you just said and think that's so far out. But like yeah. they do not teach like bathroom training or any like what like yeah they're like skipping a whole step like at least that's a great if you had a, if you had a school and you had a class where the teacher would say today we're going to learn how to clean yourself today we're going to learn this like you say what well could you leave that to me like i'll take care of that as a parent you just teach math and science and reading like whatever happened to the three r's reading writing and arithmetic okay like just could you do that and go home because i don't know you right <laughs> you're a public school teacher i don't know you i don't want you talking anything personal no. I, all i want you teaching is something that in a book it has a right answer and a wrong answer right don't teach anything that's gray or subjective or moralistic don't teach anything that's a habit of life what if my, our habit of life is different from yours right just that this the way our culture is what if someone start teaching like beliefs yeah, yeah. right and promoting a belief. So this stuff is a belief. But yes. you know what the amazing thing is? Yeah. They don't believe it's a belief. Yeah, they consider like, it they'll, they'll tell you, they'll tell you, don't indoctrinate your kids. Yeah. But they won't believe that they're indoctrinating their exactly. kids. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't let, let your kids choose. Type. Why don't you let us choose? Why does everything have to be you keep preaching the same message? Right? Well, if you're going if you want us to let our kids choose. And you're telling us how to parent. First of all, you don't, your, your, your result of your parenting is not that great. That's the first thing yeah. to say, but you want to tell us how to parent and you want to tell your kids to choose their faith. So show them all the faiths. Okay. Show them the good and the bad of everything. Do you show them the good and the bad of let's say hypothetically the LGBT lifestyle? Do you actually objectively show them both sides of the coin? There's, there's like health. There health aren't there health like issues. HIV, HIV, uh, HIV, Tons of it. What about like multiples higher than in the uh, like straight community? Exactly. Uh, the, those statistics are now taboo. You cannot talk about those statistics. How about let's talk about what happens when you are in that lifestyle. And I'm not even going to say that lifestyle, even uh, straight, but he just sleeps around and he never marries. What do they look like when they're 60 years old? Like, what's that life like when they're 60 years old? You know that you really need kids around you when you're 60, 70, 80 years old. Or else your brain will just stop working. Like, you will be so depressed. Okay. And, and one of the greatest causes of, of death is grief. And one of the greatest cures of grief is kids. Now, what kids, what parents want their kids around some stranger? You need to be related to them, right? Think about this. They never think about this element. There's not a lot of thought given to that, those three decades of life. Like 55, 65, to 75, to 85. A lot of people live to 85. That's 30 years of your existence. You can't be miserable for 30 years, right? And there's not a lot you can do. Your hunger for, for, for making money goes down. Your ability to work goes down. Your desirability for, for, for physical like uh, uh, temptations goes down. Your ability to actually 
do adventurous things goes down, what do people have left in that 30 years, which is a ton of time, right? They have kids and grandkids. That's what keeps people busy at that time. Whether you like it or not, that's the truth, right? Why don't you tell us who lives a better life? People who lived and have a, a decent marriage, a good marriage, and a bunch of grandkids that they're living with, or someone who slept around, whether gay or straight, for their whole life, and now is all alone and is a creep, right? It's the truth. And you know, and all his friends are dying. So who's he going to befriend now, right? I just, I just, this came to mind. I was looking yeah. at STD prevalence in nursing homes. Yeah. Because they have nothing else in their life, right? Yeah. In nursing homes. <laughs> in nursing homes. They resort to the pure physical. Yeah. Study done by Berkeley University, California Wellness uncovered significant increase in STIs amongst adults over 65 and over. Wow. Between 2010 and 2014. Imagine what it is now. Chlamydia infection increased by 52%. Syphilis increased by 65%. Gonorrhea cases increased by over 90%. Yeah, because these guys have nothing to lose, right? They have. And also, you've been doing this your whole life. That's you just true. continue it until you die. And you're just an animal. So right? that's what you are. That's all <laughs> you it eat, is. You sleep, right? and you screw around. There you go. Here's the thing. I have a, a, a spiritual uh, uh, analysis to this. If Allah doesn't want your people to exist anymore, he makes this lifestyle attractive to you so you don't reproduce. Right? Think about that. Right? Whereas if Allah wants a people to exist because they fulfill a decent function in society... He makes attractive to them a lifestyle that produces other healthy human beings. Think about that, right? So uh, let's see what else these people are saying here. You want, well, you want yeah. to comment on this? Keep bill? reading. Yeah, this bill. I can. I was pulling up. Like, what are the key points of this? Right. Mm -hmm. The key passages of this of the bill are number one: instruction on gender and sexuality should be constrained in all grades. Two, say it, repeat. Instruction on gender and sexuality would be constrained in all grades. Constrained, yeah, in all grades, yeah. All grades. Schools would be required to notify parents when child serve, children receive mental, emotional, or physical health services unless educators believe that there is a risk of abuse, abandonment, or neglect. Okay. There needs to be a bill. <laughs> there needs to be a bill for this. Like, continue. Yeah. Parents would have the right to opt their children out of counseling and health services. Yeah, I right? don't want you, uh, a stranger, talking about counseling. Someone who you don't trust, someone who you don't, I don't know. even know you. I wouldn't yeah. let you in my house. Why would I let you in my kid's head, right? Yeah. Parents could sue schools for violating the vaguely written bill, and districts would have to cover the costs. Wonderful. Florida would rewrite school counseling standards, Good. right? Yeah. And this is a controversial bill, though. Bro, I, I'm I'm 100% with all these limitations on the basis of if you want to not talk about because it's, it's, it's treated like a zealous, like religious belief, the belief in this sexuality beliefs, fine. Let's leave that aside strangers talking to my kids right if look if i go in a room and i know like you guys right and i come upstairs and i left my son here and i come back and says well so what's happening in your home right i'll be like <laughs> we're not friends anymore right get out right you would have no you, you wouldn't dare to do this right yeah i wouldn't say you imagine i go to like someone's kids in the masjid and say so tell me uh, do your parents treat you well at home <laughs> You'd be fired from the mosque, right? So just from the part of being a stranger to them. Okay. Number two, we also need to get to the bottom of what's going on in Texas because there's some other crazy bill on that. Fed, you got your phone? Yeah. Father, let me. Could you look up what's going on with the governor of Texas? He's under fire for a bill which I think also we would probably agree with. <laughs> yeah. All right. Keep reading. Um, I was actually going to say one more thing. Yeah. On this, like, even the idea. If giving your child a choice 
is an opinion that you're indoctrinating with them. That's your belief, yeah. A lack of opinion, a lack of belief, it's still a belief. 100%. Right? So no matter what you're doing, you're teaching yourself something, you're indoctrinating yeah. with something, that everything must be your choice. Exactly. Everything must be, you're indoctrinating them with that idea. Exactly. So no matter what it is, you're teaching them something. Exactly. Right? And yeah. you can't come at me and say, oh, what you're teaching, you can't be teaching them anything. Yeah. You are teaching them something too. That's true. <laughs> teaching them nothing is also something. It is. It is. It's the, it's the absence of a commitment. Right. Exactly. So, okay. If you guys are going to go that route, then start teaching everything. Then, yeah. then I want a Sharia class. Yeah. I want a fit class. Right. Uh, I want a class on, uh, on all of our beliefs too. Right. Yeah. With all the rosiness that you teach the other stuff with. And I want our flag up there. There was a school one time we went in uh, a gym actually. And my kids had swimming practice. So they go for swimming lessons. Cause you know, it's something to teach your kids how to swim. It's a good survival technique. So they're going to learn how to swim. And, and meanwhile, my little daughter, she didn't swim yet. She's looking at all the flag. Oh, that's what's that? That's uh, the flag of uh, United Kingdom. That's Australia. That's the flag of France. That's Italy. That's Mexico. Oh, what's the rainbow flag? I'm like, wait, that's a country? <laughs> <laughs> wait, what are you? Like, how is this even logical oh, make any sense, right? So wait a second. So what's the flag that has the rainbow on it? Why is that next to the, all the other countries? Okay. Sovereign nations. You know? <laughs> is it a sovereign nation now? Right? <laughs> is it a sovereign nation? So, I mean, just the, forget the belief because we know that people love it so much. So we're not going to be uh, 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 trigger you on your thing. Fine. That's your thing. Go do your thing. I don't. I, I have my beliefs on it. But on the logical perspective, is it a country? You're, conf you're actually confusing kids now because they think it's a country. Yeah. And they, they need to acknowledge that it's a belief. Yes, they have they to acknowledge have to, a belief. You have a belief yes. of what you think is right. Exactly. And what is it based in? Yes. Nothing. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's based in your desires. It's based in your desires. And because it's that's pseudo-logic. It's pseudo-logic. Yeah. Right? Put it in a syllogism, right? Uh -huh. You can't do that. You, you know? cannot put it in a syllogism. <laughs> and is, is it a transmitted knowledge? No. Is it a, a, a an experimental knowledge like that we could do a scientific experiment? No. It's your desire. Okay. At least when I go to the middle America... The Christians, they recognize Christianity as a belief. The evangelists, they're evangelicals, I mean, they recognize it as a belief. I can live with that. I know that they hate us and they want us to die. You know that we're, we're not beloved to them, right? Mm -hmm. Even though they're at war with the left, they, they hate us too, right? Uh, no problem. But at least I can understand and put that your beliefs in a box and study them and know what I'm walking into, right? And at the same time, I recognize that it has some kind of a value is similar to ours. Like we value similar things. The framework is pretty much similar, right? That you're recognizing it as a belief. But this other crowd, you're like telling us, no, this is it. This is an absolute fact. If it's such an absolute fact, why are we only discovering it in 2020? In 2022, right? Where's the rest of humanity? Were they dumb, right? <laughs> I feel like one of Imam Ghazali's arguments uh, against Steve that's if I would work really well here. Is yeah. If your if your metaphysics is as concrete as your mathematics, yeah. Right. Why do you guys you have so much internal discussion amongst yourself about this? That's true. You disagree amongst yourself about this internal this philosophy. Yeah. But you anyone disagrees and argues about one plus one is equal to two? No. This is it's a straight fact. Yeah, right? This is the fact. You can if yeah. you want to say this is the fact plus this is a fact. Exactly. So treating your belief as if it's a fact. That to me, you're you're basically playing outside the rules of normal engagement. Right. Even there are like rules of war. There's rules of intellectual wars too. Uh, the rule of intellectual wars, you cannot treat an objective, I mean, a subjective 
claim and a desire and a belief as if it's a fact, right? Mathematical fact. Mathematical right? fact. You guys, you guys, the left, you guys got what you asked for because Trump comes around with his own facts, right? And his own view of reality, which you all agree is warped. And we could say he warps the reality the way he wants it to be. Why are you upset you do the same thing? Exactly. Right? You all have telling us, and it's like jihad right now to say that, wait a second, I think a guy's a guy and a girl's a girl, right? That's like a, that's a controversial statement now, right? That gender and sex are one and the same thing. That's a controversial statement now. So you guys have warped that and forcing it down our throats. So our problem, no no pun intended with that, but the, 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 the problem with that, the issue is that we don't know where it's ever going. Like no one knows where this is going. There's, I could I could sign up to, to 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 go take citizenship in a country and live in a country. Tell me what you guys believe, so I don't offend you guys in public. So I can just choose whether to live with you guys or not. Let me know what your book is, right? And then okay, this is what we believe in this country. And then I'm going to come here, and every five years is changing. Number one, number two, like what what is it rooted in, so that we can study it. We don't got that. I can go to the, I can go to the evangelical states. And I could read their scriptures, listen to their preachers, and have a pretty much clue of idea of what the box is that if I was running a, a little shop there, what not to say to offend my customers, what to say to offend my customers, right? Can't do this here. It's changing every five years. It's because it's based upon whims like the wind comes and goes. So in any event, it's treated like this. And when those types of people are all of a sudden very happy to support Muslims and be around Muslims, I'm very suspicious because I'm suspicious of everything about you. Walt Disney owns Marvel, has come under fire for not using its huge influence to shut down this, this bill. Republicans who passed the legislation argued it should be parents, not teachers, discussing the issue with children. How is this controversial at all? Right? How is this controversial? Okay. This is a, the exact bill, like the statement that earned this uh, don't say gay. This phrase comes from lines 97 to lines 101, where it says, Classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through third grade through gate grade three or in a manner that is not appropriate or de developmentally appropriate for the students in accordance with the state standards. Yeah, this is what the controversy is. On. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, all right, in a statement, Marvel said we strongly denounce any and all legislation that infringes on basic human rights of the LGBTQIA plus community. Is it your right as a homosexual man to preach to my kid? How, wh what kind of logic is this, right? You have no rights at all related to other people's kids, especially that you live in a world and chose a lifestyle that does not produce kids. Okay. So is there any sense going on here? What is your right related to our kids? Even if we were to submit hypothetically, fine, be as gay as you want to be. Do what you want to do in your own life. If we went that route, you still have nothing to do with me. Mm. Let alone the children that I pay for. They came with my DNA, okay? That I feed, that I protect, that is my responsibility. If something goes wrong, who goes to jail? You or me? I'm going to go to jail, Right. They're going to take the, the, the parent protective services come for me, not for you. So what is your business preaching to my kid? It's not your right to preach to my kid. So, of course, Marvel's going to just put this legalese out there, this legal uh, PR statement out there. Yeah. Imagine Christian missionaries yeah. going around 
acting as missionaries, calling people to a certain path, actually, and then going and enforcing yeah. Christianity on, on other people. Yeah. Right. And then within a state. And then you're going to say, oh, yeah, they can totally do Yeah, that's cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's the thing I want to give Dawa to the state, no, to the school. I want to come and give a Dawa to the school. Right. And I want it in the textbook. And if you don't allow me to do this, then you are infringing upon Muslim rights. See if, if that will if you can be a, if you can proselytize your own religion, your own belief, your yeah. own epistemology, right? Or your lack of epistemology, to be honest with you, yeah. right? You, why, why do we not have the right to say things? Exactly. You've basically taken your proselytization and your preaching of your, your ideas and you're passing it off as if it is your rights and this is how you'd be surviving and everything. Yeah. So... Uh, but the other thing is like there's no respect there's no yeah. intellectual respect yeah like at least if we just disagree with christians like we allowed christians to live with muslims and we didn't force islam on them yeah right this is like that's why they still exist <laughs> yeah. you know the coptic egyptians the coptic egyptians they always say we're persecuted a lot of them not all of them some of them are really nice i'm friends with a couple um from old old times i was friends i lost touch with them but they always say, we're persecuted. How are you persecuted? Like, we're persecuted. They come here and they say, oh, we've been persecuted by the Muslims. Treated so terribly. How are you persecuted? If you were persecuted, Muslims were a lot stronger back then, you would have been wiped out. Which makes me think, did they? Did those forefathers of ours make the right decision to let you continue on because you're really annoying, right? Maybe they should have wiped you out, right? Because you're so annoying coming as telling us, how did you exist for 1,400 years, right? Because Islam came to Egypt really quickly, early on. Very, very early. In the time of Sayyidina Omar. So over 1,400 years, you've been existing. Umar ibn As, like the, the mosque. Of Umar bin, yeah, Umar uh, ibn As. It's there. He's the one who was, who was the general at that time. So you guys are still existing. How does a minority group exist? Okay. For a millennium and a half, pretty much. Without the majority allowing it. And now you're going to come and whine to the Western countries. Oh, we're persecuted. If you were truly persecuted, you wouldn't exist. Okay. And if, and 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 you, you start to it's so annoying they start to think to yourself, wait, why'd they let you exist? Right? We didn't here's the other thing, we didn't go into their, their schools and enforce like an ideology of Islam this, has this, a millet system. I love this system, yes. the Milla system. The Milla system of Islam is that number one. If you come to us with a philosophy, you need a concrete philosophy, a book. Give us a book so that we know what to call you people, All right? Christians, Greek Orthodox Christians, Catholics, whatever you are. The Ottomans, what, what is your religion? You have a book, you have a name to your religion, you have a doctrine we can read, right? Then we accept you. All right, you guys now, you have your own court system, your own education system, you can have your own town if you want, right? And you're going to have an, an imam, your emir. That emir will report to the government. Yeah. Right? We're talking to your emir. He is the liaison between us and you. The Muslim then will not come to your schools or your courts. You got your own courts in the millet system, it's called. Milla is a group, right? But the milla has to be intellectually defined. In other words, what are you? Jews? And other religions existed too. The Hindus are accepted by the, 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 the Hanafi school. Okay, you have Hindus. So what you have, you have a book. Okay, you have to have a book of philosophy. Can't be nothing. It's some rules and some exactly structure. Some structure, and you have to have a leadership. Okay, oh. and that you get your own schools, your own towns, even like section of part town to live in, your own courts. Yeah. 
as long as you guys did something between the two of you, go in your own imams and your own book will judge it. That is actually far more flexibility than this claim that we have here that everyone does what they want. But when it really matters in the courts and in the education and in the culture, it's all you, right? Uh, so I actually think the Ottoman system is way more, if you want to call it progressive. And it's also rational because, okay, if you're going to be a Mila, we need to know what you believe. You can't be go, you, you got to have some concreteness to it. Next statement. Disney chief executive Bob Chapik, he suspended the company's political donations in the state and apologized for the company's silence. In a statement, Marvel has now said, we strongly denounce any and all legislation that infringes on the basic human rights of the LGBT. So we, we didn't realize, realize that it's uh, a human right now for you guys to preach to us. Marvel Studios stands for hope, inclusivity, and strength. How about inclusivity of people who don't want this? The middle system is like the ultimate way to coexist. Like, it's this, only is, way. this is true coexistence. Yeah. Not one, one, one group forcing their idea on another group, even if one of the groups is in power, right? Yeah. What they do here, they keep your face and they ratchet out your epistemology. Epistemology is what is our source of truth and certainty, right? What, what is the source of what we believe? That's epistemology, right? So you can't come and say, okay, keep the face, keep everything superficial, but your source of truth has got to be this, right? Your source of thinking, your way of thinking has got to be this. What the shitty I came with is on the one hand, it said you need to have a concrete think, a religion, a belief system, okay? So that we can deal with you. Otherwise, we can't deal with you. Secondly, you get to keep believing that way and rule yourselves that way. You get to live by that, right? You get to live by your law, your marriages, your judges, your debts, everything internal to you. If you go into the public and you, let's say, have a dispute with a Muslim, it's going to go to a Sharia court, okay? It's going to go. So there is an element where once you exit that and you mess around in the public sphere with everybody else, then the law that you are going to be judged by is Islamic law. You can go study that. It will not change forever. It's like state versus federal law. Yeah. Like if you go into another state. Exactly. And then you can have, now you have federal offense. Exactly. And now you cross state borders. Exactly. Now you have two different laws. So what's going to happen? All right, neither of you. It's going to be federal law. So, but the beauty of thing in Sharia is that you can be, uh, 15 years old and have studied exactly how am I going to be judged in that court, right? By that law. Whereas we don't know where this is going. It's the swimming around. And that's why the worship of whims is such a disaster. Whims is such a calamity. It's because it causes instability for everybody. All right. Secondly, uh, Marvel stands for hope, blah, blah, blah. We proudly stand with the community. Today, we pledge to continue our strong commitment. As uh, wait, So the Christians are not part of the community? Inclusivity to Christian beliefs. It's all games with language. That's all it is. It's playing with language and playing with words. All right. Let's can can someone look up the the Texas bill? Yeah. Because that guy's fighting a good fight. All right, uh, Father, it's your turn. Tell us what's going on with this Texas bill. Are you talking about the race bill, right? No, there was some bill related to Comlut uh, as well. What was it? Uh, I'm not sure what that bill is. I only found one relating to like critical race theory. Oh, read it to us. All right. So basically in this uh, bill that, that was passed, it says that uh, critical race theory prohibits like teachers from discussing widely debated and currently controversial issues of public policy or social affairs 
Okay. So pretty much it's saying that uh, teachers are not compelled to talk about like anything like political at all, right? Yes. Uh, and if they are going to talk about anything like racially at all, whether it comes to slavery or anything on that regard, uh, they'd have to explore it in a very deep manner. So mm -hmm. it's free from political bias, yep. right? Um, so pretty much it's trying to get rid of like all like this race uh, talk in school for the most part. Yeah, critical race theory, which is uh, essentially, um, there's so much to go about it to, to talk about when it comes to critical race theory. What else you got? That's all they say about it? I think a lot, I think the law that was passed in Florida, the yeah. don't say gay, uh, maybe we shouldn't use that name because that's, 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 the, that's what's what they call it. That's what they I call say, it. stay out of my family's business law. Let's, right? let's, let's give that's, it a new name. Bill. Stay out of my family of business law. Yeah. Right. I, I think that Texas was proposing a similar law. At least don't touch me. my kids. That's what, what the bill is. <laughs> don't touch them. Right. You want to touch them. Right. <laughs> you got, you want to preach to them, uh, your, your business to them and your beliefs to them. Right. Yeah. And you guys are like two steps away from just loving pedophilia. You know that they are, right? Yes, they want to legalize yes, this. Yes. Go ahead. Say what you were saying. Oh, um. oh, here's the Texas one. The Texas one, the Governor Abbott, he wants to uh, consider it an offense and a crime against children if a parent supports the kid to go and get a gender alteration surgery. He wants to consider that to be a crime by the by the parents. I totally agree with him. Right. If I had if I went and I said, I'm going to me and my kid, we have agreed we're going to amputate his arm. Right. Wouldn't you say that you need to be taken away from your from your parents? Right. That kid needs real parents who have some, you know, sense. Go ahead, Ryan, speak. No, I have nothing to say. But but you're going to be OK with him removing his reproductive organs. Right. And, and going through the whole transgender thing. To me, that parent is a criminal. In my book, wait, I, that's my belief, right? <clears throat> Whether it's a religious belief or personal belief, it's none of your business. That is my, that's my belief. Why am I not allowed to have that belief, right? That's my belief. And it's been the belief of, I think, all human beings, all of humanity forever, that if you go and cut off an organ, you got a problem, right? So the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services this week opened its first investigation into the family of a transgender teen who received gender affirming, they call it, medical, they, they like to create a nice, a nice word, yeah. Medical treatment under, uh, I'll call it gender transformation, under the new directive of Texas Governor Greg Abbott. I, I'm sorry, but I agree with the guy. Okay. It's only the newest anti-transgender measure. Okay, but an, being anti is actually good sometimes anti-racist laws are good right when transgender means cutting off kids limbs this kid does not even know how to brush his teeth he doesn't know how to operate a vehicle right he doesn't vote yet what does he have what is he what why how is he allowed to to to, to make a decision to cut off his genitalia when the same books the medical uh, uh guidelines say that there is a certain age where you're not allowed to give a kid a tattoo because it's permanent. I think it's like 16 in some states. It's higher and lower in some states. 
and they highly doctors are supposed to be uh, uh, caution kids from getting a tattoo. It's permanent. And yet we're supporting them to cut off their genitalia. Okay. Go ahead. They're, uh, they're like, they're, um, they're reasoning their basis. Yeah. Why it's so weak. Like, you know how, um, sometimes you need to boil things down to life and death yeah. for it to have some vague sense of meaning. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how they try to push these sort of bills. Yeah. Cause other than life or death, like this is the only binary that their epistemology, their can, their moral epistemology can be supported by. Yeah. Right. So they're like, the argument is like, oh, you need to support this gender affirming surgeries. Otherwise you're going to be causing deaths. You will be killed. 110%. People. That's, that's, they, they lock you into the thing. He's suicidal. Okay. If a kid goes and he says, listen, if I go to school tonight, I'm going to kill myself. Is he allowed to not skip school? Right. Is he allowed to skip school? If he goes and he does that, because everything that they say when it comes to this thing is he's suicidal. What if the kid says that, you know, the state mandates you to go to school. What if a kid says, if I have, I'm forced to go to school, I'm going to kill myself. I'm identifying as a non-schooler. And then Klaus feel like Klaus, he, he doesn't get any school. high school education. Never doesn't get any. Yeah. yeah. I uh, am someone, all I identify as, and what I recognize is that I eat Skittles for, uh, for breakfast ice cream for lunch, okay, and donuts for dinner. A, a, a diet that's going to ruin your teeth and give you diabetes, right? Yeah. And if I'm not allowed to eat this, I'm going to commit suicide. And a parent is, are they allowed to do this? When we scientifically know you're going to have rotten teeth within two years, and you're going to have diabetes probably very soon, which will lead to blindness and all sorts of o- obesity problems. What would you say that? Like, you would tell the kid, you need help. Yeah, you would tell him what all... I want to say like brown parents. I'm not going to put a label. Is is that what our parents said? And the the uncles always used to say when they're sitting around watching a kid having a tantrum, this kid never got smacked, right? I'm not saying smack the kid, but sometimes you say, stop it. Stop being stupid, right? At a certain age, when they understand, stop being stupid. Stop this, what you're doing. Nobody ever said stop to this kid, ever. Wake up. Uh, this is not how we live, right? This is not how anyone lives. That you, we, every parent used to do this when a kid's Im- blurs imagination or desire with reality, yeah, yeah. right? So if I, subhanAllah, everyone has one of these kids in the family, like it's your turn to clean the table. Crying, crying, tantrums and crying because it's her turn to, te- to clean the table. What do you say as a parent? You don't crouch down and let's have a discussion? No. You say... Stop, get up and clean the table. This is not something to cry about, mm-hmm. okay? And you have two minutes to get this table cleaned. What do they do? They get up, they clean the table. What do you have? A normal person. At some point, these people never did that, right? So this blurring of imagination, desire, and reality has occurred. Fine, you want to screw up your kid, screw up your own kid. What does it have to do? Why, why are you going to come and tell us that that's the right way to raise a kid? Whereas all of humanity... Probably we've had a millennia, centuries, enough human experiences that all sorts of weird ideas popped up, right? What sticks is what works, right? I'm sure it popped up at some point, something similar to this. Well, what, where is it? Why didn't it exist? Because it's not good for you. Yeah. yeah. So it was gender dysphoria mm-hmm. was recognized as a mental condition yeah. Starting in the 1980s with DSM 
three. Okay. DSM is like the list of uh, mental, mental illnesses, mental illnesses yeah. right? So it was recognized. This is a, like, just like schizophrenia is recognized. Yeah. Tourette's, like, this, I'm not sure if Tourette's is a mental illness or not, right? Yeah. But just like you have a list of mental illness, illnesses mm -hmm. that are recognized. Yeah. This was a recognized mental illness until very recently. Just recently, I think it was, it might've been a couple of years ago or I'm not sure it was back in 2013 or with DSM-5 or more recently with, I'm not sure if they released DSM-6, but the latest edition, they got rid of degenerative uh, dysphoria. As a disease. This is no longer a mental illness. Yeah, it went from mental illness to like a praiseworthy quality, right? Yeah, like you have gender dysphoria. It's no longer that, okay, you need, you need to go to see a psychiatrist because you need help. Yeah. Right? That's how it used to be. Yeah. Right? And now they've, they're changing the, the, the literature now. Tell me something. If if your body clearly shows that you're a guy, but you're telling me you're a woman, how, why is there no analogy? Why can't we make an analogy that someday so, you tell me you're a frog, right? <laughs> so this is what they do. They, they, they disassociate. Yeah. This is actually like a philosophical problem. It's a belief. Right? It's No, it's, it's that you can add your your essence, right, comes after your existence. Yes. As this, as as opposed to your existence, your essence being before your existence. Yeah. Right. Like your essence defines your existence. Mm -hmm. This is more so. This correct me if I'm wrong. This is like the Islamic belief. Like your your essence, like who you are, your human being. You have a fit, You have certain attributes. Allah yeah. gave you certain attributes, and then you start to exist. You don't create your attributes after your existence. Hundred percent. Yeah. And they're, they're the key attributes that you have as a human being. Yeah. And your and your physical attributes. Like your aql. Like for example, your sanity. Yeah. This is an attribute that Allah gave you, right? And if you don't have alcohol, then you're treated differently, right? Yeah. You have you have your own set of standards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they believe that uh, they, they spread up into sex and gender, right? Yeah. I believe sex is biological, and then gender is is what you, this is the essence it's of up you. Here. This is you can determine. You could figure it out on exactly. your own. Yeah. Right. So it's not predefined for you. And it's something that's ever changing. Yeah. And it's not matching the real world. It doesn't have to match the real world that you're given. Right. Mm. Well, we said it's totally the opposite. Right. That your essence is chosen. Then you're given the biology that matches that. OK. And that your your the physical thing and your feelings. OK. If they ever don't match, we say fine. But you still have to live based on something based upon that. Yeah. And if you don't do that, because no one has the right to tell you how to live except the creator. So that's why the idea that we have a creator is. We have certain moral gray areas that he puts a line in the sand for us, right? And says, you don't have to um, be some, let's say a regular heterosexual male. He has desire for all these women. Fine. Have desire all you want, but lower your gaze and don't touch them. That you have to do. Other feeling of, uh, in terms of gender dysphoria, fine. You have gender dysphoria. You feel like a woman. No problem. Feel what you want to feel, right? Um, yeah. But... Your creator is telling you, I created you as a man, so you have to live like a man. You have to f obey certain things and act by certain things, and then you're going to be fine. So one of the highest level of taqwa is acceptance of Allah's qudra. Like, yeah. This is like you accept Allah's, Allah is like decreed this from you. Yeah. And I, right, being a lowly servant, being someone who is broken, yeah. I, I accept this. Allah is qawir, aziz, right? He's most strong, most high, and most elevated, right? So... And one of the greatest uh, con contemplations is the name of Allah, Abbar. Many people wonder, why does Allah call himself the one who brings harm? 
this is an amazing name that should give you complete relaxation and hope. Why? Because that tells you where the source of harm is coming from. If the source of something bad is coming from Allah, that means I know how to undo it. I know who can undo it. And number two, there must be a good reason for it. So darar dar means I'm not happy with this. It's it's It hurts me. I'm, I don't like this. But just because you don't like something does not mean it doesn't have a wisdom. And who's the source? If we didn't know the source of a harm, you could never solve it. But because we have the source of a harm, we know where the source of this pain is coming from. I can go to that source and ask him to remove it or show me the wisdom behind it. Because Allah Ta'ala, he may not remove it from me right away, but he'll show you the wisdom. When you know the wisdom, you can get through it easily. Just like a surgery, right? And you can think of oh, all the great things that are going to happen after you know this surgery. Okay. I can get through the surgery. I can get through the rehab. I can get through the pain. I can pay the bills because I know after this surgery, let's say I'm going to walk again, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. I'm going to see again. So I can tolerate all this pain. Now I'm still in pain. Nothing changed outwardly. What changes inwardly that I believe now that there's some good that's going to come out of this. Any Muslim with this aqidah, so many of the uh, of the world's harms and pains will be will be manageable and will go away. Your stress just yeah, it just goes dissipates. away. Yeah, yeah. When you believe in the that the source of this is wise, is doing this for a reason. There's a story that uh, was narrated to me. Like uh, there's a there's a sheikh and he was sitting with his students. Yeah. And one of the students that are arguing with him about like the ruling on uh, homosexuality. He was trying to. She was trying to say, like, Sheikh isn't there, like this allowance here. Sheikh isn't this, like, permit. And like, they were going back and forth, mm-hmm. right? And this is like very clear. Yeah. There's, there's no doubt about this. And, they were, and the Sheikh got tired of it. Then he's like, Khalas, if you want to do it, go ahead and do it. You <laughs> yeah. know. But just don't say, don't say that it's permissible. Yeah. Don't don't play games and fool yourself. Because who are you fooling? You're only no. fooling yourself if you say it's hadith. Be a sinner, repent to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and when Allah guides you. Right or may Allah guide you, we should say. But thing is that uh, who are, exactly are you fooling when you try to make something haram halal? Um, yeah, you're fooling yourself. Now, could you sleep with that? You knowing that you're just telling yourself a lie. What it, your your conscience would be much clearer if you simply say, "I'm weak, and Allah's merciful." Um, right. The, that's much better for my conscience to say, "Listen, this is the rule. I admit to that." I can't reach it right now. I'm weak. Yeah. And may Allah guide me. Astaghfirullah. But I do believe that this is the rule. Right? That's the standard. Yes. I can't reach it. By the way, does any of us reach the full standard? No. But yet your 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 uh, conscience is okay because, in the sense that, not okay with it, but in the sense that Allah's forgiving. I'm not willingly doing this. I'm just weak. But as people decide, in a sense of arrogance that they don't want to ever feel that they're not doing something right. That they want to change the standard. Yeah. This is arrogance, right? And the entitlement. You're not entitled to change the, the something that's not yours. You're not entitled to come in my home and rearrange the shelves. You're not entitled to go into Allah's book and rearrange the arrange the verses. Right? You're not entitled to do to go into 7-Eleven and rearrange the candy bars, right? What makes you think that you're entitled? What arrogance? Who pumped this into you that you can go to a religion that's existed way before you and your parents and your grandparents? Thousands, hundreds of years, okay, a thousand plus, and alter it to fit your desires. I mean, how entitled and arrogant could you possibly get? Just rather, it's a lot better for you, admit to what the truth is, and just say, I'm weak. I can't handle it. If you're a Muslim, this is you have it. That's how you do it. 
we learn how to fall. Back in the old days, there used to be a thing called rollerblades, which nobody uses anymore, which four wheels in a row. Yeah, yeah. Everyone was falling and breaking their wrists. So they came out with laws. You have to sell the wristbands with it. Uh, I mean, the wrist guard with it because people fall and break the wrist. So you have to sell the wrist guard. And you have to, before someone buys it, you have to, the, 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 the seller has to tell them, when you fall, fall on your shoulder. Like try to turn when you fall. Don't fall like this. Turn. So you fall on your shoulder. But if, if even if you fall with your wrist, you got the guards on now, right? Teaching people how to fall is part of Islam as well. Teaching people how, what is the correct way to make a mistake? What was the point of saying the Adam story? Teaching people, how do you make a mistake with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Because we're humans. We have nafs. We have ego. We got issues. If you have an issue with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the solution is admit that you're wrong. Don't blame Allah as Iblis blamed Allah. Admit to the standard, admit that you didn't live up to it, and ask for forgiveness. So the humble reaction to my sins is going to get me forgiven and guided, whereas the arrogant reaction, no, no, I did nothing wrong. The rule was wrong because I'm made of fire, he's made of clay. The rule is wrong. The commandment is wrong, and it's Allah's fault. Right? Well, what does that get you? That gets you banished permanently. Permanent banishment from Allah's mercy. That's what shaitan means. Far from the mercy of Allah. All right, let's let's see if this is on topic. Let's go to the Q&A now and see if, it, but they have to be on topic because I have an anonymous question here. All right, so this is a question here that is anonymous. Someone is adamant that I said X and I'm swearing I did not say X. Is this considered an oath? Okay. If so, can I get out of that doubt by giving something in charity just in case I've said it to eliminate the doubt? If you're certain that you didn't say X, then you don't have to do anything, right? And this is, uh, but now I'm doubtful. Your, your opinion, uh, your testimony for yourself and another person's testimony to you, the other person's testimony won't outweigh yours unless there's a reason. Okay. The reason is, yes, 10 times in the past, they remembered and I forgot. So the questioner that doesn't want me to say their name, which we won't, my advice to you is ask yourself, in the past, was there a moment where like multiple times they remembered correctly and you remembered incorrectly? Secondly, the oath that is a mistake, like that kind of oath, is not that is that is just like an oath in court. That's a mistake. No, there's no there's nothing you have to do. You're forgiven for that. Let's say I said uh, I stand in court and I said Oz came in today and he left at two o'clock at one thirty. Right? He left right when we started the episode, and it turns out I was wrong, hypothetically. Okay, no, but I genuinely thought that, so that's just a mistake. Is not there's no sin against you. Okay, but be logical. Hey, so hey, you went and came back. Yeah. How was it? Uh, it, it? It was so good that it didn't happen. Apparently, it was next week. It's next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Subhanallah. So hey, uh, is going for uh, an interview. Mashallah. Now listen, it when you when there's two people, there's your testimony and someone else's. The logical way to go about it is look at the track record. If it's always the case that they remember right and I remember wrong, 
then yeah, I could say that fine, that's possible. But it's still in the realm of speculative. There's no certainty here because it's a he said, she said. Ryan, what you got? If a Muslim is working as a janitor. If a Muslim is working as a janitor. At yep. a school and then they start to teach this LGB stuff. Yeah. And start promoting it. Is this permissible to be that janitor? Is it permissible to be a janitor in a school where they're promoting uh, kufr in general, let's say, hypothetically, right? Just say kufr in general. Uh, LGBT, let's say, we can also just say, can you be a janitor in a Christian school? Right? Can I be a janitor in a Christian school? I wouldn't believe that a Muslim is allowed to do anything in an institution dedicated to something we don't believe in. Now the question, so that's that's the rule. In terms of jobs, it's a very simple rule. If the institution or the job or the company is its focus and its dedication is to something lawful, then I may work there, but not do the unlawful thing. Let's take an example of a uh, of a shoprite. Shoprite is dedicated to selling food, right? In general, it's halal. However, a bunch of things are not halal. So therefore. My income is halal as long as I don't do those things. I may work in the shop, right? But I don't sell those things. I don't touch those things. So I'm only in the vegetable aisle. Fine. Okay. <laughs> Second thing, the, 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 the entire co- corporation or company is dedicated to something that is haram. Like what? Like a liquor store. I can't even change a light bulb in a liquor store. I can't do anything for the liquor store. So now let's ask the question, what is the role of a public school? Is it an institution that is in general lawful and does certain things that are haram? Or is it dedicated to something unlawful and does all uh, 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 completely unlawful? I would venture to say that a public school, by their own definition, is dedicated to something lawful, but they do certain things that are unlawful, right? So you can work in that school, but not do the unlawful things. So for this person, if they have a type of flag, right? And they say, we need you to go and, and wash the flag and iron it. Then you have to say, no, it's against my religious beliefs, right? Hypothetical. Let's say it's the flag of Israel. No, I'm not washing it, right? <laughs> I'm not putting it up either. Uh, Mr. Janitor, come and put the flag of Israel on the, on the, on the, ban- and the banner in the gym. Hang it from the rafters in the gym. And next to it, hang, hang up whatever. He said, no, I'm not touching this flag. It's against my religious beliefs. It's against my personal belief. It's against my, don't say religious beliefs. It's against my identity, right? <laughs> say that and they'll, they'll bow to what you say. Because that's, that's the language of the day. So is that clear to everybody? How, how it works, the issue of, uh, of this thing? So yeah. he kind of followed up, I guess. He said they have adopted the new inclusive curriculum. In New Jersey, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, they've they've taken still, still. I would venture to say that the general purpose of a public school is education, and they do certain things that we consider haram. Now, by the way, there's fatwa. I talked about this before. The, the 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 prohibition of submitting one's children to the non-believers is a fatwa yeah. in the murabat uh, al I have friends who put their kids in public school. It doesn't mean I can't state the fatwa of murabat al and not only that, all I think all, all the Maliki Fuqaha, I can't say all, but it was very widespread when the French were bringing their Jesuit schools 
and the kids were coming out of those schools with like doubts about the dean, right? That they forbade it. In general, it's forbidden to, to, to submit your child, a Muslim child to non-believers because we don't know how they live, what they what law they live by, right? In general. So, so would that extend to uh, undergraduate? Would that extend yeah. to an undergraduate university education? Because it's like undergraduate yeah. university education. I think at that point is more of an adult, right? Yeah. He's bad. He's an adult now. Now we go into what he's studying in that in that education. Yeah. Um. What? Why do you think? What do you think? Cozy Chloe says is the reason behind the sudden pro-trans agenda. I'll tell you what one of my theories is. It sounds like it's a crazy theory, but I think it's actually, there's some truth to it. Well, how many, this stuff didn't exist around 2000, right? It wasn't like this in 2000 when George Bush was president. What did George Bush do? Did he not wage a 10 year, 15, 20 year war? Well, he started it and it continued. That killed, how many, are we at a thousand, a million Iraqis? And Afghans? And combined together. Combined together. Yeah. Yeah. Death, deaths. Deaths, yeah, yeah. Of women and children. Women and children. Non-combatants included. Non-combatants included. How many kids became orphans from that? How many husbands became widowers? How many women became widows? How many old people saw their family wiped out? Do you think that... How much dua do you think went up to the heavens? Even you know that Allah's compassion, sometimes you don't even need to utter a dua. The pain that's in your heart. Allah knows it. Of people that he loves. Mu'mineen. That pain, those dua went up in the heavens. It did not come down on the American soldiers. They won the wars, right? They continued killing. It would seem that that all hovered up and came upon the general American continent. And it settled upon them. La'na. What form is that curse? And what form is that punishment? This love of things that are bad for you. So that you will inflict it upon yourself. The love of things that will destroy your nation. Quite physically destroy your nation. That means that you will love a thing that will cause you not to reproduce. You will love a thing that will ruin your intellect. And it's fashionable right now to have a diagnosis. Like, where, don't st where did it come from? It didn't exist 20 years ago. If you had a diagnosis, you kept, that to, like, you kept it to yourself, right? It was not something to be proud of. It's not something good to have a diagnosis. It's, it is a deficiency, right? I don't remember diagnoses in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be happy about this. Fine, you have it. Fine. But now it's become a trend. It's a fashion, right? And I know some people are going to get upset about that. That's a real thing, whatever. I respect you 100%. And I sympathize with you. The rendering it to be fashionable and a badge of honor is not my belief that that's a good thing, right? I don't believe it's a good thing. And every commonsensical person I've ever talked to agrees with that, right? This is how this is, I think, the lana. Lana is a curse on a nation. That we celebrate that my, our minds does not work properly or our emotions are so messed up. Or we celebrate a lifestyle that cuts our lineage. Um, you got it. This got to be a curse from Allah. Yeah, yeah. That's a punishment. Because you, you, what do you need more than an intellect, healthy emotion, and a per progress of your lineage 
in order for your nation to survive. This is like the basics, right? Yes, the ayah with Isra, right? Yeah. Subhanallah. Allah, he gave us the verse from Surah Al-Isra, if we have a will for a people. In other words, a will to destroy people. I was reciting that on the way here. Subhanallah. <laughs> we have commanded those who of them are fools to rise up and they will destroy it. Okay. So this love of, the, of this love, this fashionability of what is a defect in a person. Okay. A, a, a problem in a person. And this love of every lifestyle that destroys your lineage and I believe destroys your, your sanity too, right? Your mental health. Okay. But it definitely objectively could say it cuts your lineage. The fact that you love this and your biggest, you know, media, culture, Hollywood is promoting this so that more people will go that route. And you're not convinced that a life is for a life. You're not even producing the life, right? Because the Muslims had no military to fight you back, right? You think those people in caves in Afghanistan, they had anything to fight you back? You see how they were fighting? In the back of a pickup truck and the guys, <laughs> right? Back of the pickup truck. He don't even know how to operate the machine. He's shutting his eyes and this machine is firing bullets out in the middle of nowhere, right? That's how they were fighting. And you got the biggest military in the world. And now, fast forward the clock. And you love a thing that kills life. We are supposed to promote marriage and heterosexuality because that's what produces life in the world, right? Yeah. Even, promoting the opposite. Even the uh, the increase in like uh, abortion preferences and and things like that. I mean, like the explosion. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you love to kill your own kids. Yeah. There's there's a time, Subhanallah. This love is a is a curse. Wallahi, you love the thing that hurts you. This is also a Wallahi, it's a curse. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yes, abortion has a place in Islam if the mother is going to be to, to, to be killed, to die yeah. by the baby. Fetus is going to kill her. We're not like the Catholics. We have to make that clear. Well, a lot of respect to the Catholics and certain things. Okay? And if we're going to have any allies in, in many things, it's going to be the Catholics. No problem. I have no problem with that. But we also have a different religion. Yeah. They have a different religion from us. So we do have some similarities and some uh, differences. Okay? But this is one of the differences. We're not Catholic in terms of our rules on abortion. We do have some leeway on abortion. We have leeway on, um, I think it's called Plan B, like next day. It, we, you, we're allowed in Islam to have, uh, what's it called? Um, early term abortions, not even early term abortion, like to, to take the pill essentially. Birth contraception. We're, we're allowed to have contraception and birth control in Islam. It's it's something allowed. The intention may be a different question, right? But in general, it's a lot. So we're different from them in that respect. I think we're much more in the middle. But again, this love of something that is against the growth of your population. You know, you know why a lot of this yeah. exists in the first place. Well, like these 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 kufara, like especially the ones like on top, they're afraid of overpopulation. Oh, the, they're they're 100%. so afraid of overpopulation, yeah. right? Because and they don't believe in raza. <laughs> exactly. And the ayahs of the surah is what I taqtulu auladakum auladakum Yeah. Don't kill your kids because you're afraid of filling your stomach. You get you'll, you'll fill your stomach. And the thing is, everyone this, will eat. <laughs> It's exactly is the problem that they're facing. They, yeah. they want to, they want people on contraceptives because they don't believe that our planet can support. Yeah. They don't believe. And here's the thing. Uh, I've said this before. 
that based on certain things that I've read, I believe that the future crisis of this this millennium that we're in, the 2000s, or this century, let's say, this century, the the, the 2000s to 2100, I believe it's going to be towards the end a that the biggest crisis will be a major dip in the population of certain areas. Mm. Because once you go that route and you actually succeed in decreasing your birth rate, it's almost impossible to reverse it. And it doesn't gradually go like this. It Once you hit a certain mark, you dip. And you hit another mark, you dip. Like it's yeah. a dive. It's it's going to be a dive, like not Japan. A, gra- a, gra- a gradual decrease. The only uh, continent I heard, there's only two continents where the they're producing more people than are dying, and that's Africa and South America, yeah. right? Places where this nonsense hasn't reached, right? Wait till it reaches there, right? And you'll have that. And also that belief. Uh, Seiku95 says, what about attending Christian military school where Bible class daily on chapel on Thursday are mandatory? I believe that the fetu originated with that. It originated oh. with the Jesuit, French Jesuit Bible yeah, schools yeah. In, in West Africa and North Africa. Okay. So a lot of people here from Pakistan, from Afghanistan, they 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 are you know reflecting how much pain that these wars have suffered on these people. How about the drone strikes in Pakistan that have killed how many people? You know the incredible thing about that? Even if you read their own reports, yeah, look at the reports. They'll be like. We think we killed these many people. Yeah. But there's a plus or minus of these many people. Yeah. They're like, say, we think we killed 20 people. There might be a plus or minus of 25. Like, we don't really know how much we... Like, that's, that's, that's the scale. Yeah. Like, that's the, when, you, when you start killing so much and without any regard for life, yeah. no yeah. respect for the right of life. Exactly. It's like with, with Mao, for example, right? The, the Chinese uh, dictator, right? They, their estimates are between, like, I've read estimates between 30 million and 100 million. It's ridiculous. 70 million. <laughs> 70 million. <laughs> Unaccounted right? for. Unaccounted for. We don't even know if, we don't know if they existed or not. Why? Because there's no respect for life. There's, yeah, there's no respect for this and the hypocrisy. Now, I'm supporting Zelensky in the Ukraine war because he's the little guy here, right? And he's getting mm-hmm. bullied by a much bigger guy. By the way, the sister lady who makes these hats, she's Ukrainian, right? <laughs> she told me, sorry, I'm delayed because I'm making uh-huh. pins for the Ukraine, right? Fine. I'm supporting the little guy. But the West, you are such hypocrites. You in the media. Lying. Right? Going on and on and on about the crimes of Putin. They don't come to 1% of what you are supporting. New York Times. Right? You supported the war in Iraq. It came on your journalism that he had weapons of mass destruction. And it all turned out to be false. They made movies about how false it was. It wasn't even, it wasn't even had hadith. <laughs> like one person testifying. It was like a broken chain, fabricated, complete lie. Yet the State Department, you knew your orders, right, from the State Department, and you furnished this to convince the populace that he had uh, weapons of mass destruction. So you can go into Iraq. I'm not saying he was a great guy, right, Saddam Hussein, okay? We're not defending him. But he also, those people didn't have uh, the right to be killed the way they were killed, right? They didn't do anything to you. But you went on and you killed so many hundreds of thousands to millions and more than millions, okay? And now, wait a second, you guys are shocked that Putin, he's taking his neighbor. You know how many countries have taken your neighbor? How about ours, right? Where was Texas? Where was California? We didn't have Native Americans. We didn't have uh, uh, people living in the South and Mexico. You just stole, stole that land. 
So taking the neighbor is at least something closer in the world of evil. It's more reasonable to expect that people will steal their neighbor than flying halfway across the <laughs> world. This guy could not, they could not even fly over. Iraq could not ever harm the United States. By the time that thing is in the air, you shoot it down before it, when it's in the Atlantic, right? There was yeah. no way in hell that that country is ever going to harm the United States. Well, go ahead. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, yeah, it's it, regardless of Saddam Hussein. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why, in our belief, we we say that like a tyrannical ruler is better than total anarchy. Because uh, once, once, like, you get rid of him, like, what happened when you got rid of Gaddafi? What happened when you you got like, ISIS? You yeah. got ISIS and all these other ridiculous groups. Yeah. Anarchy <laughs> is worse. <laughs> 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 we destroyed it utterly. Yeah. And then uh, the point that I wanted to make is it's not, this is all like a big portion of these wars, yeah. largely geopolitical. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need Afghanistan is in such a key place. Oh, and, exactly. and for money. Yeah, for, 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 look at India. For you have superpowers like India, mm -hmm. China. And Russia and the U.S. has no presence yeah. there in in Asia, yeah. right? That is able to counteract. So why do you want to take over these Middle Eastern countries? Why do they like Israel so much, right? It's purely it's geopolitical. Yeah. You have authority, you have influence in that region, which otherwise you have three major superpowers that are coming up, exactly. and then you're totally. No and this is like the supervisors. You look at the supervisors, the senior advisors to the presidents who initiated these wars. Yeah. They, they've written books about how you need to invade Afghanistan to maintain you have your to be there you you have know, to for be your there. geopolitical yes. presence. And what and what is Putin doing in Ukraine? Not to justify, but it's the same thinking. We cannot have a NATO sympathizing yeah. country on our border, right? Yeah. Again, I'm supporting Zelensky, right? I like to see he's put up a good fight. I have to say, he's an actor. That's why he's really good at weaving a story and getting people behind him. Anyway, point being, here's a question from. Uh, follow-up question in their minds what are the powers to be gained from promoting this the trans um you know philosophy i think one of them from the big business side is i i can't imagine this is the only thing there's got to be more but one of them is that if there's no gender then you don't have to sell only to men you could sell to men and women right you could sell clothes if if, if I if I was a clothing designer, and I only had one gender, I could I could sell, make, sell one garment to both genders, right? But that can't be the only thing. Like, what is what is the greater thing, push behind this from their perspective? I think I don't think they can't the really believe in it because the businesses yeah. don't care. These corporations, they're not. I moral think they benefit though from they they'll they'll do a SWOT analysis, they'll do yeah. a financial analysis, they'll look at the projections and they'll say, okay, if we support this moral cause, yeah. right, then uh then we'll get Sales better returns. Yeah. yeah. They're morally ambiguous. They really don't care. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Like they'll like Nike supporting BLM. This was probably let's let's be straightforward. Yeah. This is a financial decision. Bro, I I I knew a guy who works at Nike as a client to his. And he saw he knew about this coming before anything else. Like uh, it started with Kaepernick. Right. Yeah. He knew about it because from the inner workings, they, they know what's going to come before it reaches the public. Right. He knew about it. They had done analysis that our sales would go up 70%. Right. <laughs> and that stuff went off the press. Like psh, they sold all those t-shirts, all that, all the Kaepernick stuff. Yeah. Right. And they lost, they knew that they would lose some, some people, you know, who are totally dead against Kaepernick. They lost those guys. Yeah. But they knew that that was the deal.
right mm-hmm. so it was like you said but when the government is pushing this when when everyone else is pushing this uh like what what's in their thinking is it like just a trend you're going with or the loudest person who uh in the room gets their say or what yeah i think it's not 1776 anymore and we're really overestimating the intelligence of the people in the government yeah i mean they, yeah. they might not necessarily have this following like, trends yeah yeah exactly yeah. i mean like because politics is just it's just that you yeah. know so it's like what do biden and harris have to do or like who do you have to put on the ticket yeah. to get your party elected exactly and, and retain power and you know how much how much money are people our politicians getting just by being in the positions that they're in. Here's know, a question right. for you. Uh, it's actually a comment that the, the biggest problem with conspiracy theorists is they way overestimate the people that they're. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're not some geniuses in a room planning this stuff. Right. It's oftentimes more chaos. Right. Yeah. Going around than an actual plan. So that's a good answer to. You know what people. they're seeking? You know what they're seeking? Yeah. They're seeking Sakina. Yeah. This is what they desire. Everyone desires Sakina. They, this, they want creation wants Sakina. They want some sort of peace yeah. with their way of life, with their way of existence. Yeah. And they want some way to justify it. Right. Yeah. And they want everyone else to acknowledge it because they themselves don't believe it. That's like, right. yeah. <laughs> like you're 100 percent right. You're yeah. trying to convince me when maybe you yourself don't really even believe this completely. What did the Munafiqeen say? The Munafiqeen said, La ilaha illallah, nashadu anna rasulullah. Right. And the rest of the Sahab would like what that was random. because and Allah says they're monafics they're hypocrites they're saying that because they themselves they just didn't believe it and they negated it when they were away from you who's knocking like that when they were with the enemy (laughs) someone knocking Uh, Uh, someone uh, when they were with the enemy they were speaking against you with kufr in disbelief so they need to fix their own cognitive dissonance Right. So they themselves, I don't think they really are, are totally accepting of its naturalism they, or, or, or naturalness. They need other people to constantly tell them. And anyone who reminds them that this isn't uh, uh, of, of the, the natural way, we would call it, right, needs to be out. I, yeah. We don't even want a reminder. Ryan, you have something to say? You know how like when a little kid is like, it's like it's like a square thing, and they have like a circle in there. Yeah, <laughs> jamming it in. Yeah. Just just hammer it in, jam it in, right? Uh, they're pushing for the dajjal. There's no doubt about that. This is what is the dajjal? He comes to a people who have lost their intellect and have submitted everything to their desires. And logic is not even a way of arguing anything anymore. It's all just identity, desire, and scream as much as you can for your cause. Say, I'm going to kill myself. Babies holding their breath. You ever had a, a five year old? Okay, I'm not going to breathe. Right. If you don't give me this, I'm going to hold my breath. This is what it is now. Right. If, if I don't do this, I'm going to commit suicide. Right. You know what? If that you, when you did this to a parent who is not a fool, you say, okay, don't breathe. Right. You're going to breathe after it starts hurting. Right. Yeah. You know what we said? We, we said we don't negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. Amin <laughs> Mitwali says, what if climate change is making one pessimistic over having children? That is not right. Don't do that. Have children. You need. <laughs> you must have children for your own safety, your own sanity, your own risk. Your own risk. Your, Allah gives you the risk of your kids. So if you have many kids, what are the chances that one of those kids has good risk? Right? Hi. That good risk is coming to him. Okay? When it comes to him, it comes through you. So therefore, every child comes with their risk. It's also... Yeah, it's it's about like materiality of yeah. like how much do you believe in the materiality of this world and a lot like a lot could 
in an instant. He can make, you know, how, like the Federal Reserve prints money. Yeah, I like it. I like it in an instant. Like the entire, of entire the Sahara yeah. can become a fertile, fertile land. Exactly. That's a, that's an Israel too at the end. Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, the English is like you know if you. Uh, even if you had like the treasures of your Lord, you know, you would still withhold. You'd be stingy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And subhanAllah, the, the, the world was pretty much completely, its history was done. And then they discovered the new world. Two massive continents, Canada, North America, Central America, South America, were discovered technically, right? But in general, though, all the history of the world was there, right? I'm sure they had history, but it wasn't like, it was sparsely populated, right? And then this whole... Uh, half of the world was discovered. They didn't know it existed, right? So we have more room now, more uh, more centuries to, to live. Likewise, it's a it's a false belief, and don't go around this belief. And anyway, even if you believed in climate change, it's not like it's going to happen like the movie, uh, like some kind of movie where it's going to happen really quickly like this. Not that I believe in. And if it does, die with your kids, right? Yeah, At least yeah, die yeah. with somebody, right? Rather than dying by yourself. Laili says, with regards to your comment, do you think it would affect us as Muslims? Yes, it will. It is affecting us as Muslims. Many Muslims are buying into this thing because we're here amongst them, right? And we have to put up walls to protect ourselves okay, from that, you know, ideological walls, spiritual walls, things like that. Uh, should we mo move to a Muslim country? Yeah, we should, if you can. If you can. You don't have to right now. I don't think you would have to because Muslim countries are not, A, may not be welcoming to you. B, you have your own problems with Muslim countries. Yeah. It's not exactly, uh, uh, you know, the way we may imagine them to be, right? A lot of these fits under there too. Another thing, the point that you, you make often is like, we're seeing the results of this. Yeah. Like we know the issues that exist with postmodernism. Like you'll have people in the U.S. that are critiquing postmodernism and like are like this, this move towards quote unquote progress, progress to what? Yeah. Right. Uh, and there, that exists here in the U.S., but that doesn't exist overseas. Mm. People don't critique it overseas. People yeah. willingly accept. Like over here, you have a dissident. You have a dissident voice. Yes, you right? do. You do. That's true. You have a dissident voice against this myth of of, of that we're progressing. You know, progressing to what exactly? Right? How is it progress when there's more mental illness? Maybe actually we're doing something wrong. Right? Yeah. The DSM five is getting bigger. Okay. Should progress. Progress to me, we get smaller. Right? Um, they're taking out some things like homosexuality. <laughs> yeah, we just <laughs> oh, actually, sorry. No, they're, yeah, they're taking out some things. They're adding other yeah. things that just, uh, Madeline Albright, uh, according to our brother, uh, who is from the Abbas, he, remind me your first name again. Uh, he said, Madeline Albright just died of cancer. She's the one who said half a million Iraqi children dying was worth it. So, and then that's a civilized person. That's, you know, this is a person who walks around in our society and gets honors. And teaches classes at Georgetown and Yale and stuff. And Moravitsa says, break down the identities and moral compass of people once people are too confused about themselves. And Sahum and, and Fusahum, they're confused about themselves. They will be so easy to control, right? That's what she says. They're easy to influence. You can control them because they have, they, they don't know what they are, let alone what they stand for or what, how, how the world should be, uh, how the world should be. Uh, Safa says, an example of expedition of Tabuk, Messenger وسلم, forbade the Saba from visiting the homes of the people of Thamud. Drinking water from that area is haram to visit places like the Pyramid Pompeii. It is halal to visit them for the sake of Ibra. Think, because Allah says in the Quran, go and see what happened to the oppressors, right? To see that what happened to them. But for Talvim, the Talvim is haram. 
Tadim. Oh, wow, this is amazing. Let's take a picture. Right, that would be an issue. Ryan, what you got? How do you stop hating someone? <laughs> uh, how do you stop hating someone? You <laughs> one thing is if you ever try to stop a negative, the negative grows because you're giving it a lot of attention. So the one thing is displace your attention by thinking of somebody that you love. Number two, every time you think of the thing that you hate, don't say, stop thinking about that. Rather, say, turn your attention to thinking about what you do love. Secondly, now one of the best ways, if you hate somebody, is to think about their problems, their issues. There were two people who had a feud. And then one person, they discovered that, like the domestic life of the other person was so bad. They actually had sympathy. For you guys. So think about the harms that they have that they're going through. The, the, the problems that they're going through is extremely uh, beneficial for you to have some soften your heart towards them. But the, in general, anytime you want to stop doing something, the answer is to supplant it with something good. So you don't keep telling yourself, let's say in diet, stop eating carbs, stop eating uh, sugars. Rather you say, hey, look at this, look at this model. Don't you want to look like that? Right. <laughs> and start make that your obsession. You'll forget about the donuts, right? <laughs> That's called anorexia. Yeah. <laughs> Body disorder. Also, Chef Dua. Yeah. Dua for, uh, for those that you hate. Yeah. It's like make sincere, making sincere Dua. Making Dua for them will engender you to soften towards them. Yeah. So, but Cozy Chloe says there are these think tanks where these serious, you know, devilish geniuses. Uh, you know, that come up with these ideas, which is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely true. Definitely true. Omar Abbasi is his name. If if I work for the government, is my rizq halal or haram? The answer to that is it is uh, halal if your job is halal because the government in general has a, the general function of protecting the borders, the interior, and supplying basic needs. So if your job is halal within the government, then it's fine. So Shan, I have a, I have a friend. Yes. Ammar's <laughs> um. <laughs> friends again. <laughs> okay. Ammar and then Ryan and then. Say he's taking care of like the transportation. Like yes. if he's like maintaining the vehicles and the. Uh, yeah. Uh, That's good. The, the roads. No, no, no. In of the military. Of, like, yeah. Oh, nothing to do with the military. You're not, we're not allowed to work for the military. Nothing for them. Okay. So the, someone yeah. asked specifically. Can a Muslim work in the defense industry no, if he can't. works in an area that deals specifically only with enemies of Islam or Khariji terrorism? <laughs> I don't think so because I don't think you have the control of who you're actually going to fight with. You're submitting yourself to be told what to do. So you may be being told something halal today and tomorrow it's going to be something forbidden. So you're not really in control. You should become the president instead. Huh? Just be the president instead. You can tell other people what to yeah. do. It's calmness, a sign that your dua is near. We're going to stick to the topic today of this uh, stuff, but Sakina, yeah, this is on Thursday, but Sakina is a sign. Is it, they generally say it's a good sign when it comes to dua. Sakina is a good sign that when it comes to dua, is a sign that Allah Ta'ala, this is something that He wants you to keep asking for. Doesn't mean that it's near, right? It doesn't mean it's near. But it means that it's something that Allah would want you to keep asking. Otherwise, he would have put deep in your heart. And Allah knows best. Uh, Cozy Chloe says, if the, its agenda is basically compulsory to learn in the U.S. curriculum, what's the solution? Pull your kids out of these schools. Homeschool them if you have to. 
uh, Mahem Masoud, why did Allah create us to be around people if we if we were not to get attached? We can be attached. No, we don't believe in isolation. Yeah, we, we can be attached. All right. But attachment is for as of two types. The attachment of a pure relationship versus the attachment of ourselves. Okay. Attachment that is negative is when when you are feeding off of those people. That's the problem. Right? When my emotions are solely when this person is solely for myself. That's the attachment that's bad. That's not even good for the relationship. You're just you're just sucking on them. You're using them, right? Sucking the life out of them for your own self. That's the attachment that's harmful to you, to them, and it's disliked by Allah. But the attachment in the general sense of the pure sense of this is my family, this is my ummah. Allah wants me to care for them. Allah has created a love from within me towards them. So that type of pure relationship is always good for us. And that because it's something that we believe, it's pinned to our belief, that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was to change it, we can adjust without having a breakdown. Because just as I believe Allah has created this relationship for me to use my emotions in this manner, I, I subject that to Allah's uh, decree and his, uh, his guidance. When he makes a change, such as the person becomes bad or dies, right, or moves away, I also know that's his decree, so my emotions will shift. I will be able to shift them. It's not going to be easy. Prophet wept. But it would, it, it, it's all within a submission to the divine will. So we are a people that we do have raw fitri emotions, but we subject them too to divine guidance so that we don't get harmed by these emotions or harm others by emotions. Could you talk a little more about the fatwa against public schools? Is it only in the Maliki Madhab? I believe the Hanafis have the same thing. The Hanafi scholars had the Ashab al-Kahf philosophy in India. When the British uh, occupation occurred, they had the people of the cave. In other words, that they were like, uh, we need to close in. We, we can't let this influence our lives. It's going to hurt us. It's almost like they're bringing a cancer. We need to close it off, right? Or this gangrene, you need to cut off this limb. right? In the same way that we understand that physically, they understood it, uh, in a sense, metaphysically, right? So, uh, or, or morally speaking, we need to cut this person off from reaching us because they're bringing a cancer to our akhirah. So I believe they had it too, that it's you don't submit your children to non-believers. It's a fatwa. Ryan, what you got? What is the path of doing tajdeed of a society? Tajdeed of a society, good question. You do tajdeed of yourself first. You do tajdeed of yourself okay, before that. Oh, they're saying here Zelensky is a Zionist. Okay, he is a, he's a Jewish Zionist. I didn't realize he was such a... Um, yeah, so I always support the little guy in a, in a fight because it makes for a better fight. But <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm uh, You're not endorsing. <laughs> endorsing him himself. But in that situation, I just support the little guy, right? But Zelensky, yeah, he is a Zionist. No, no doubt about that. Um, Another thing yes. about that is I think people are very, like, they, they shut down this type of conversation very quickly. And it's like, no, 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 we should all like just focus on ourselves. Like we shouldn't have this the conversation that we just had here. Yeah. They'll say that we shouldn't have this. Why? Because we should just like, we should just focus on ourselves. ourselves first. And then, and they're, but I think the, yeah, go ahead. Do you want to? No, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. I think what yes yeah, so the the idea is 
Don't comment on other people. Just like look within yourself, and that will be sufficient. We're we're in an arena. This world is an arena, right? If you're not aware where the other players are, you're going to get smashed. You got to be aware what the players are. You got to be aware what the other Muslims are going through. This like so today, I guess it's affairs of the ummah related to us, right? Like related to these laws that are being trying to be passed in Florida, Texas. What Marvel's doing, it's related to us today. The Prophet said, whoever does not care about the concerns of the Ummah is not one of us, right? We have to be co- concerned with the affairs of the Ummah from, from that perspective, but also from the perspective that we're in an arena. You're going to get smashed if you're not aware. You got Your head has to be on a swivel, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're not exactly the big guy anymore. We're, we're not a big player here, right? Muslims are not a big player in the world. So you, you got to have a, def- a type of uh, uh, awareness, of the environment around you so that you can avoid major pitfalls, right? And and know what's coming. You got to know what's coming before everybody else does because you got to get out of the way. You got to put up your 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 protections. You got to put up your vaccines. You're, you're got to inoculate yourselves, right? You got to know what's coming. When I see parents that don't know what's coming, it's pretty sad. We can be aggressive and harsh with this as well. A hundred percent. We have to be aggressive and harsh. You can't. <laughs> Allah says, <laughs> Don't soften. Don't be lenient to something that's bad or else the fire will touch you, meaning it will eventually hit your own home if you're lenient with it because your kids are watching. They see you're lenient with it. Okay, maybe it's not a big deal. It'll come to your home. So you really should be, uh, to to a degree, you really should be uh, uh, pretty firm on certain things. You can't be soft on them. I think it's just a question of public and private as well, right? Like yeah. You do, but like you're not going to do your your public accounting on the Safina Society podcast to be like, okay, this is I'm not going to come on and say this is my list of grievances, this is the sins that I've committed. Yeah. Like these are conversations that we have with ourselves in private, and just and you're assuming that like, that's not taking place. Mm. That's I, true. I, that's I find true. That's happening as well. Yeah. Uh, 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 how do you know what we do in our private lives? By the way, this is this online stuff is only like a sliver. The bulk of the stuff happens in the masjid. Yeah, right? yeah. This is like a sliver of, of everything. And and you don't know what goes on in people's homes. I always love the the comment when people say, you know what, um, don't blame and don't hate. But didn't you just blame and hate? Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just blame and hate the people who blame and hate. Maybe they're blaming and hating for a reason. Maybe they got issues. Maybe they got diagnosis, right? <laughs> 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 Is Turkey a good place to raise one's children? Can't comment. Never uh, raised children there or talk to people who raised children there. But there are, I know some Americans who did go there. Did you read that an Islamic government banned girls from going to school today? No. Which schools? That's um, education of women is so important. People think it's like it's a terrible thing. It's best. Who's doing the educating? That's the question. Yeah. An uneducated person is never good. Right? That's why the Prophet said, Seeking knowledge is an obligation on every male and female Muslim. Uh, can we shop from places if they support Zionist regime? It's hard to distinguish what information you've heard is true. I read somewhere where Amazon supports Zionists. Everyone supports Zionists. Yeah. Everyone who is in business supports Israel. Okay, so you really have no, you have no choice. This Apple supports Israel. This road probably supports Israel. The camera supports Israel. The Local uh, local governments, our guy, Murphy, our governor, went to have a nice relationship with India and Israel to bring business. Your plumber. Yeah. Everyone supports it. 
the the Taliban has banned women from school. No, I didn't read that. I didn't read that. I mean, I'm not, that's, that's not surprising. Yeah. Are we sinful for shopping these places? Uh, when it's all haram, it's all halal. <laughs> Subhanallah. What, what can you do? Um, but I think that if they're over the top, I think we should avoid them. Like if they're really over the top and clear and it's an option. Ryan, what you got? Let's take two more from Ryan and then we'll wrap up for the day. How do we reconcile our belief in risk with instances when people have many children but apparently cannot feed them? Uh, how do we, we believe in risk but people have many children sometimes and they cannot feed them? What is our belief in risk? Is our belief in risk that Allah has to give everybody what they want? It's not our belief in risk. It's not our belief in justice either. But everyone has, Allah has to give everyone equally or Allah has to give everyone enough. No, that's not our belief in risk. Because corruption in the land can become so much that it nullifies the barakah. That's what we believe in, right? فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the corruption in the land is because of what your hands have done. Not the poor person, but the poor person lives in an ecosystem. And the rich and the rulers, we live together with the rich. We live together with the rulers. We live together with the military. All of our actions influence each other. So when there is a problem, we don't blame it on Allah. We go look at what is our ecosystem doing, our economic system, and the people involved in it, probably there's going to be an answer. They're corrupt. They're stealing, right? So it's not all something that we... When things go sour, we ask Allah what happened. Allah is telling you, you happened, right? Yeah. Your people. What your hands have sown, which is not necessarily you as an individual. The world that you live in, the country that you live in. How many of these rulers are corrupt? They take all the aid from other nations for themselves. Yeah. There's also the theodicy that uh, Sayyid Nursi provides. Mm -hmm. What does he say? He gives the analogy of, say that you are in, in a prison. Yep. And you have a child in this prison, right? And time, some time passes, there's a gracious ruler now. Mm -hmm. And the gracious ruler says that, you know what? The time has come. Let me take care of your child. Mm -hmm. You still have to stay in the prison, but I can remove your child, right? And he can come and he can stay with me. Interesting. Okay. Right? And I will take care of him and you don't have to worry about him. So what's the logical response here? Yeah. The logical response, like the prisoners will advise him. Give your child to the king. Yes. This is a gracious king. Yes. He'll take care of your child. Subhanallah. Right? You're have, he'll have a future at least. He will have. And, yeah. and the analogy then is like the kids that are then taken by Allah chooses them. Yes. Allah chooses them. He selects them. Subhanallah. So they can go to Jannah. Right? And then they can live and be the servants of Jannah in eternal bliss. Oh, so you're saying when kids die? Yes, when kids yeah. die. Yes, yes. When yeah. kids die. So you lost him. Painful for you, but you know it's better for him. Yeah. Because it's guaranteed he's not yeah, going he to Jahannam. Direct, yeah. Guaranteed no Jahannam, right? Yes, yes, yes. Now, this is a tough thing, but if someone was to ask you, you have kids, would you right now guarantee that your kid doesn't go to Jahannam? Would you take it? Alhamdulillah, Allah doesn't ask us that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> this, is, this is like essentially the question yeah. of Prophet Ibrahim. is like, yeah. like, slaughter your son. Yes. And then yeah. are you willing to... Give your son back. What is, where is, where is your yeah. taqwa? Like, yeah. do you have, what is your level of iman? What is your level of iman? What's your level of iman in akhirah and yeah. its harms? That, 
and and your versus your love for something, right? You if you love something so much, the number one thing that you don't want them to do is go to Jahannam. More than being with me, right? If, if that's the difference when the sister said about attract uh, attachment, is your love for yourself through them or truly for them? That's the question. Attachment when the love, the relationship is really for myself through somebody else. That's not love of them. That's love of yourself through them. True love of somebody else is for what benefits them first and my benefit from it second. So true love of a person is that we don't we want them to go to Jahannam. That's got to be the first thing that is, that's the worst thing that could happen. At first, do no harm. In other words, eliminate harms first. Get benefits second. And what is the greatest of harm? It's Jahannam. That, 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 that's the structure that you break it down into. It's like the first one is do what you can, remove the the dhikr that you can do to protect them. And then yeah. there are these things that exist within our tradition. Yeah. And then, but on top of that, you need to realize the broader picture and be mm-hmm. able to uh, visualize it. And I think in the case of, like another thing to consider is like also the difficulty that Prophet like he went through as well. Yeah. Like you have to recognize that Allah was up to him, even, like, even during the Meccan period when times were difficult. Mm-hmm. Allah was like a razak to him then as well. And a razak is also oh, not only in this dunya. There's a rizq in the barzakh. There is. Yeah. There's a risk in the barzakh. There's a risk in the akhira. There's a risk uh, uh, in the qiyam and risk in the akhira. In the barzakh, what is the risk of the barzakh? Good company. You're alone in a grave. If Forget a grave. If it was just this room to be alone in it for an eternity, for e- eons before the resurrection happens, you'd go crazy, right? It's, it's a type of punishment. But Allah gives you rizq there, company. Who's the company? All of your your uh, your good deeds come in the form of people, right? They come in the form of people that keep you company. A uh, couple of announcements. If you're a sister and you want to be part of something in Ramadan virtually, you can be part of the virtual khatsm, which is going to happen uh, through NBIC, and Safina Saidi collaborating on it, which is basically 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every day. You're going to get on Zoom, and either you could listen in or you could follow along, and you can volunteer to read. And every sister will get a little bit, reading a little bit, every day at 6 p.m., and it will be, like, monitored, but there will be, like, a lead, and they will assign and unmute each sister to read a little juz every single day starting from April 1st. 6 p.m. on April 1st, which is the last, the first night before Ramadan. And then the brothers, if you want to do that, 6.45. Same thing. Go to mbic.org and look for the virtual khatam. The links will all be there. You just log into the Zoom link, click on the Zoom link, and I'll moderate a day. Karim O'Day is going to moderate a day, and Ryan will moderate a day. And then we recite, and depending on how many people there, you know, people will recite a page or more, depending on how many people are there. If you want to just listen, you could just listen. So that's the virtual chetzim for the brothers at 6.45. A virtual chetzim for the sisters. Uh, sorry, 5 o'clock, not 6 o'clock. Virtual chetzim for the sisters is at 5 o'clock. Okay. Um, we are streaming in the month of Ramadan only for 20 days. Last 10 days will be no work except for the virtual chetzims. Last 10 nights.
Can we read a khatum on behalf of a deceased relative if they're Muslim? Yes. Is it preferable to be buried in Muslim lands? Yes, because we know the law that Muslims have to observe for graves. We don't know the law that non-Muslims will observe towards graves. Can you uh, talk about praising somebody and throwing dust in their face? It's not good to do false praise to somebody that ruins them, right? If someone comes up to you, oh, mashallah, you do such good ibadah. You just ruined my ikhlas, right? <laughs> you just ruined my ikhlas. So dust in your face. Uh, so again, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, virtual khatam for women. You can listen or you can participate. 6.45, virtual khatam for men. NBIC.org is the website that you're going to go to. That is our local masjid and Safina Society's uh, partner and headquarters. And that's where you're going to get all the links that you need. And if it's a Friday night, if it's a Saturday night, if we have Friday night, we have community iftar. So if you're in the tri-state area, what is a smart thing to do on Ramadan on Friday night? It's come down to MBIC. Park your cars. You have iftar. After iftar, go out, get yourself a cup of coffee, cross the street, come back. We have tarawih. There's kids tarawih. And then we have a smart, short break after Tarawih, and then the party starts. Dhikr, right? <laughs> Dhikr all the way to who knows when. Okay? That's how we party. What can we do? That's, a, that's the party for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dhikrullah, dua, istijaba. Can somebody pray Tarawih? Only if it's short surahs, yes, you can. And the minimum of Tarawih is two rakas. All right, folks. Jazakumullah khairan. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Nashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruk wa natubu ilayk wa al-asr. Inna al-insana la fi khusr. Illa al-ladhina aminu wa aminu salihat. Wa tawasaw bil-haq. Wa tawasaw bil-sabr. Nas'alullah subhanahu wa ta'ala an yatakabbala minna. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala an yulhimana rushdana. An yulhimana yulhimana ad-dua al-ladhi yuriduhu lana. ويرضاه لنا ويبارك لنا فيه اللهم ألهمنا رشدنا اللهم تقبل دعاءنا يا مجيب يا مجيب يا مجيب وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم والحمد لله رب العالمين